Welcome to One Good Thing Media, your official podcast review channel. We search the vast digital landscape on a daily basis to discover the best shows that podcasters have to offer. Are you ready to discover new favorites to add to your playbook? Stay tuned and listen to host Gerald Spears' latest podcast reviews. Friends and fellow podcast lovers, this is Gerald Spear, and I am the creator and host of One Good Thing Media. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1. Now, you may be asking yourself, based on our announcer's message at the beginning of this podcast, that maybe this is a different show. And you know what? You'd be right. When we uh, produced Season 1, it was still during the COVID times and people were working at home and they didn't feel free to go to grocery stores and it was, couldn't get out much. Socialization was restricted and it was just a tough time for everybody. And so we produce programs to let you know that there's still a whole lot of good in the world. And if you'd like to listen to season one, you certainly, um, we're going to keep it up here on our web listings so that you can listen to your heart's content. But we're moving on, and we're moving on to one of my passions, which is reviewing. I used to review movies for publications many, many years ago, and I got away from it because, you know, I'm a journalist and writer, and you you tend towards you tend towards your specialties, and specialties like for me it was beauty and lifestyle and that sort of thing, and that's what paid the bills, and it, and it was something that I could write with ease while I raised my family. But I'm in a different space now, and I want to stretch my limits, push them out a little bit, and I am dedicating our podcast now to reviewing other podcasts, podcasts that I listen to regularly, that I love, and just so you know, I am a podcast addict anyway, so it's a natural fit. I have 250 podcasts uh on my playlist at any given time, and I'm actively listening to at least 25 of them on a weekly basis. I tend to like audio only because I love to double task, triple task, uh, whatever I can get my hands on in my mind while I'm listening to the podcast. And so we're going to start this particular season as an audio. By season three, we are also going to have video for those that like visuals and don't mind being tied down to a screen. But for now, this season is going to be all audio, and I am here to let you know about some of the best podcasts around that you're sure to want to give at least a listen to to decide uh, if you want to add them to your playlist. And so if you're curious about more information about what we're doing, you can go to our introductory podcast, which was it was dropped just like three days ago and explains more about what we're doing and our motivation and that sort of thing. But suffice it to say that I am reviewing some of the best podcasts on the planet, whether they are brand new, whether they are older, but perhaps have not been discovered by you, the listener. And yeah, so it's going to cover all genres except sports because sports makes my brain turn into a Q-tip. But besides that, we're going to have true crime, we're going to have lifestyle, we're going to have uh, mental focus and mental help 
podcasts, all sorts of things, fun things that you can listen to and still learn from or have some kind of valuable takeaway. So what do you say let's get going? I know you are going to love the show that I am reviewing today. This particular show today uh, is going to be covering To Live and Die in L.A. Season 1. Whoa, what a tremendous show. It falls under true crime, I suppose, but um, it could also fall under society. There's a lot of different things that you get to take away from this particular podcast. And Season 1 of To Live and Die in L.A. is called The Disappearance of Adea Shabani. Now, we all have fears. What if we disappear? What if our daughters disappear? What if our sons disappear? And, you know, nobody will listen to us and she's gone and we're trying to find our, our loved one. This is one of those cases. It could have happened to any of us, actually. So it is about Adea Shabani again. She is a 25-year-old young lady who moved from Macedonia, of all places, to Hollywood to make her mark on the silver screen. Now, it's an age-old story. I know, you know, we have thousands and thousands of young people that flock to Hollywood every year to be discovered, to um, be cast in movies, to make their mark on this, and, and become famous, perhaps, for whatever reason. There are different motivations for that. And she happened to be one of them. She was living in Hollywood near, in fact, she, I shouldn't even say near. She could look outside her front window of her apartment and see the Hollywood Walk of Fame portion of it. So she disappeared out of nowhere. She was there one day. She went to her acting classes. She did all the right things. And then poof, she was gone. And she was last seen in February of 2018. Now, her mother, who was in Europe, was still in Europe, couldn't get her on the phone, found out that nobody had seen her in a day of people she knew, and she called the police. And the police told her, oddly, that she really couldn't be considered an endangered person. Number one, she was an adult. They have, adults have the right to disappear on their own anytime they so choose. But also, there was no sign of foul play. Her apartment was in order. There was no um, disarray or blood evidence or anything. She just simply disappeared. So who's to say that she didn't disappear on her own? And she even had a small suitcase also missing from the apartment. So her mother didn't buy that. She said, I don't believe this for a second. She would not do this. And so the police said, well, look, at we, um, we can give you the name of a private investigator, and and also some tips on several other things. Namely, you know, put her name out there, put posters out, contact her friends, start a page on social media, have you seen Adea Shabani, that sort of thing. And check this out, that you can also contact the Goodwill, 
And the Goodwill keeps a has a missing persons program, and they keep a list of everybody who has checked into their shelters so that if a person is missing, you can contact them and find out if they have actually stayed at one of their shelters and if they have any information on them. So there it goes. She said, well, what else can I do? Because she wanted... She was a woman of means, and I'm calling her Shabani's mother because in the podcast they did not mention her first name, and I'm sure it's probably for privacy purposes, and so I'm respecting that in this particular review and retelling of a little bit of her story. So at any rate, she said, what else can I do? She really needed some expertise and help immediately. She knew she, in her gut as a mother, she knew something had happened to her child. Even though her child was 25 years old and certainly an adult, a mother's instinct never wanes. And so he said, well, you can hire a private investigator who can probably find your daughter much faster than us at this point because we're not going to be doing a full-on investigation unless we know something criminal has occurred. And so then he gave her a short list of names And on that list was an investigator who was fairly close to Adea's apartment. She's in Hollywood. He was in Malibu. And his name was or is Jaden Brandt. And Brandt listened to, you know, to the police, the story and so forth. And he's talked to the mother and he said, you know, I I will take the case. And so he then contacted an investigative journalist who also lived near him His name is Neil Strauss, and he asked him if he would help him get some publicity out on the case because this woman's daughter is missing, and even though the police do not think so at this time, the mother is fairly sure that there's been foul play of some sort. So Neil made arrangements to meet with the mother, who had, by this time, flown into uh, LAX and went to Hollywood and was staying at Adea's apartment, waiting for her to come home. And so he met her at a coffee shop nearby, and they talked a bit, and then they went over to Adea's apartment, and he looked through the apartment and asked more questions, and at the end of his interview with Adea's mother, he decided that this was a case that he wanted to investigate as well. And from that point on, the podcast grips you from episode to episode until it finally concludes in episode 12. Now, just a little background, Neil Strauss is an award-winning journalist. He he writes for magazines mostly. He does have a book, by the way. He has a book uh, called Emergency. But besides that, he has just a real steady flow of articles and publications like Rolling Stone and People Magazine, that sort of thing. And up to this point, he had always written about lifestyle topics. He took motorcycle rides with Tom Cruise and interviewed him, and he he uh, toured rocket factories with Elon Musk, that sort of thing. But this was his first foray into crime. And as such, you know, he says, you know, I, I'm, I'm learning as I go. He was He's sort of apologetic in a few places in the podcast, and honestly... His journalistic skills, no matter what he's pursuing, are so astute that I think he was just a pro from beginning to end. And and Jaden Brandt, the, the, the private investigator, almost said detective, I guess they prefer private investigator as a term, 
he is an ex-cop, and as such, he's been trained in law, law enforcement procedures and that sort of thing. And he was very good throughout the podcast, keeping the LABD abreast of their investigation and what they had found out. So <clears throat> it wasn't two wildcats out, you know, trying to solve something. They did confer with the police. The police, of course, kept their part close to their vest, which is fine. But um, it was a very responsible investigation. To Live and Die in L.A. is uh, produced by Tenderfoot TV. And Tenderfoot TV was founded by an Atlantic director and independent filmmaker, Payne Lindsay, and an, a music industry veteran, Donald Albright. Now, and to, I'm not too familiar with Donald Albright's work, but I love Payne Lindsay. The shows that he puts together, and even some of them he hosted in the early days before he got so busy, always excellent. Excellent, uh, on the spot, seeking truth, skilled, well-produced shows. You can always count on a good show if Payne Lindsay's name is attached to it, as you can tell by how I'm raving about him. And Tenderfoot TV is sort of the mid-range production company. You know, on the bottom end, you have a lot of mom-and-pop productions, and I'm one of those, where, you know, you don't have where you don't have a big budget and you're there wanting to bring something great for people and your main goal is to create a great story, put it together, and present it in a very simple fashion. Then there is the other end, the high end, which is, you know, 48 hours podcasts, uh, the case file, a lot of really well-known companies like CBS and ABC that put these types of shows on. And they're really good. I mean, I watched it on TV for years, but they tend to play it safe. And then there are the up and coming. And these are the people that are so exciting to me. And that's the mid, the mid range, the up and comers like Tenderfoot TV that are looking for a deeper level of connection and engagement with the audience. And in the case of Tenderfoot TV, they do just that. To Live and Die in L.A., season one, for instance, it's recorded in real time, which in this case means that as Strauss interviews witnesses and persons of interest, as he and Brant search unfamiliar woods in the black of night, or do stakeouts in the middle of the night, planning on confronting persons of interest, or as they even discuss their plans for their next moves, it's all recorded. And this allows the listener, and this is such a, a strange feeling, but it's so good. It allows the listener to eavesdrop on crucial meetings and conversations and to vicariously, at least, ride along with he and, well, actually, mostly it's Strauss. So I'll just say ride along with Strauss as he uncovers lies and cover-ups that ultimately reveal the truth. And, you know, it's so funny because after a while you find yourself, hmm, I don't believe that guy he's interviewing. I think he, I think he need, I think he needs to take a second look at him. Or, you know, I wonder just how much of this is true. I wonder if her imagination's running away from her. I mean, there's all kinds of things that go through your head. You're sort of playing devil's advocate with the people that are providing information to Strauss. It's a lot of fun because you can't help it. You can't help it get to know these people because you'll he usually interviews them more than once 
and you either begin to trust them more or distrust them. And for good reason, because the ending is a real twister. And also, you know, I mentioned that it's it's really important to have some kind of takeaway from any podcast I listen to, whether it's um, knowing I can go back to that podcast for another belly laugh because it's really funny, or if there's a moral to the story, or if there's a lesson to be learned, whatever. There should be some redeeming quality that you can incorporate in your own life to say, hmm, this is going to make me better, this is going to make me safer, whatever. So my first takeaway from this is that you really should never go missing in L.A., and this is something that is stressed by Tenderfoot TV. Of course, that goes for any large metropolitan area because adults have a perfect right to disappear, and you need to make sure that you keep yourself as safe as possible. And that really starts by never inviting the devil into your home. You need to make sure that you know about the people that you are socializing with on a close basis at least, and that before you open your heart and open your home to them, you need to know a little bit more about them. And if there's any red signs or perceived red signs, you need to do a little investigation first. Uh, this is so important. You can't trust people. Naivete, you know, it has no age limit. You can be old, you can be young. You can be vulnerable, you can be naive, whatever it is, you put yourself in danger when you willingly allow people into your home without at least questioning their motives, right? And the second thing that I learned, and actually, I want to tell you, I actually transferred that knowledge onto this podcast, and that is, you can never assume that you're not going to go missing. That's it. You you cannot assume that. And knowing that you're an adult and that you're free to leave and restart your life somewhere else, and that is not illegal. It's not very nice to do it to the people who love you, but it's not illegal. That you really should have information about yourself tucked away safe, whether you whether you keep it in a safe, or you keep it in a safe deposit box, or whatever you do, you need to provide access to people closest to you, which would be if you're your parents, for instance, who have your best interest at heart, and in that, in that um, bit of information, you should have a notebook that outlines your best friends, their telephone numbers, who they are, how you know them, all of your legal information, including your social security number, your address, all of those things so that somebody who's upset and is looking for information about you or the police, they can look at it and get a lot of information in one, in one fell swoop. Also, and this is a big one, your passwords to all of your social media, to your bank accounts, everything, so that that person, and hopefully it's somebody like a parent, somebody that, you know, obviously would not betray you, um, can go in there and get that information to the police so they can investigate it right away, or a private investigator if the police will not touch it. So, That was the takeaway, or should say takeaways that I have. You don't invite the devil into your home, and you want to make sure that you're traceable if something should happen, and you do disappear. Time is of the essence, right? So that's it for this week. Again, I hope that you check out To Live and Die in L.A., Season 1, The Disappearance of Adea Shabani. I promise it will grip you. And the nice thing about it is that the whole series has been completed, of course, because she disappeared in 2018. So if you're a binge watcher like me, you can certainly just binge watch the the show on a Saturday afternoon and just lose yourself in it. 
So we do have our next episode coming out next week, and guess what? It's going to be all about Halloween. I have picked out some of the best Halloween shows for you to listen to, to, you know, get a little scared, but not too gory, because I want something well-written, not well-slashed. And I think you'll enjoy discovering some new shows in that area. So until then, I love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. One Good Thing Media has been brought to you by Daryl Spear, host and creator, David Dodd, sound engineer, Robert Spear, our announcer. Our theme song is Force by HGST. And our special music that we play today for just this episode is Shadows by Young Charlie. Shadows.